It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, the voice of the Cotterbottle Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Mark. How are you? Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, it's chilly on this side. How chilly is it on your side? It's not too bad. Not too bad over here. We got minus thirteen at my place right now, so uh, uh, we're we're not like that. No, we're not. We're not that cold. Warm the cockles of your heart right there this holiday season. <laughs> no kidding. Throw another log on the fire this morning, Mark. Throw, throw two or three more on. It's going to get really cold over there. Uh, where would you rate in your time at Colorado? Getting to call that last night, and you know, it wasn't you know obviously a thing of beauty in terms of the game itself and in the bus beating Southern Utah, but hey, you'll you'll take the win. But in terms of what the significance of calling that last night and Tad Boyle setting the record for wins? Well, do you know what it does for me? Um, and I think you and I have known each other long enough to kind of know what I appreciate. I love the significance of I called a record-setting win for a guy that does it the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, in this world of college athletics where we see with so much that is wrong, there's so much being abused, there's so much being that's been being perverted. The fact that Tad Boyle has come in, taken over a program, that when he took this thing over in 2010, there were people, Bobby Knight had called it, when, when Jeff Bazilic, I've told the story on the air, but when Jeff Bazilic took the job, Bobby Knight called Jeff Bazilic and said, what are you doing? That is a coach career killer right there. Why would you take that job? And in 2010, when Tad Boyle took that job, and Mike Bone made the hire, and people thought Mike was crazy for hiring a coach at the University of Northern Colorado who had a losing record. And he took this program over, and he's become the greatest coach in terms of winning 20-win seasons, number of wins. He's still number two to Frosty Cox uh, in win percentage, but it's just by a couple of you know tenths of a percentage point or something. The fact that he has built this thing into an attractive position and made it a team and a program that every single year competes at a very high level and he's done it without ever a hint of any impropriety is what I like about the significance of last night. What do you think makes him so special? I mean, you you know him in, in a way that, that most of us don't. Uh, you interact with him you know, quite often, obviously, during the season. What makes Tad Boyle so special as a basketball coach? Well, there, there's a couple of things. He, he is exactly what he appears to be, by the way. There's nothing fake, nothing false about the way Tad approaches anything. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I give him a hard time all the time because if I get him talking about, you know, former players or guys, he'll immediately tear up and start getting emotional, right? So he is exactly what you think he is. The way he approaches everything, the way he represents himself, is exactly what he is. And that authenticity, I think, really speaks to every player that I've ever talked to. Uh, You know, just last night... We wrapped up the broadcast. We had uh, one of the players on, and then I did television stuff afterward. And I've asked a similar question the last couple of ball games when he tied the record, when he has set the record. I said to the, the players we've had on, last night it was K.J. Simpson. I said, you, you speak from a player's perspective. Tell people what it is about the attraction and the appreciation for playing for Tad Boyle. And every guy says the same thing. I know exactly where I stand. There's never a question about that. What I was promised is delivered. What I have to, was told to expect is always delivered, and so the authenticity of Ted, I think, makes him very special. And then there's, you know, the things that you have to have. you got great basketball knowledge. you got a great drive. You know, it kind of belies sometimes his demeanor, how competitive he is. He is a competitive son of a gun. I mean, really, really, really competitive. And uh, so I think you, know, you have to have that to be successful, but I think that authenticity is probably number one with him. Voice of Buffalo is Mark Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network, and, and he is the outlier anymore, isn't he? Yes. I mean, and, and the guy, a guy that is 
committed to an institution, the state of that institution has been insanely successful where lots of opportunities have been there for him to go to other places, to get more notoriety, to get more national recognition. But he has built it at Colorado, and he, he it's, it seems like Tad, to me at least, Mark, is is committed to as much as any college coach can be, committed to staying there and and keep building. He, he's not satisfied with where Colorado is, despite yeah. the success they've had. He has had many opportunities, and he and I have talked about them over the years. And I know I don't know all of them, but I know a good number uh, of the phone calls that were made to him in terms of trying to draw him away. And he's always been committed here. Mike, Mike Rohn, the associate head coach, he's been with him since day one. They were together at, at uh, under Mark Turgeon at, at Wichita State years ago. And Mike and I were talking the other day and, and about you know him setting the record and, and what he's done here. And Mike said, Mark, when we were at Wichita, he used to talk about Colorado being his dream job. Now, now think about where the program was right. at that point in time. And you're thinking, boy, Ted, I think he could shoot a little bit higher than that. This program hasn't been real good for a real long time. But, but he had his eye on it. And, and so when he came here, he was sincere about that. Coaches always say that, right? Oh, this is the job I want. Yeah, great. And then, you know, two seasons later, or in one case not too terribly long ago, with us, one year later the guy was leaving town. And so there is a genuineness to that. And he has been committed to it. He's believed he could do it. He has done it. I think he's got it in the best position it's ever been. He said last Sunday, he wrapped up his comments on the court. He said the best is still ahead of us. Would you look the way he's recruited the last couple of years? The class he's got coming in, including Cody Williams, who may be the best player in America uh, out of high school. I mean, I've, I've talked to a few folks that have covered his AAU stuff and what he's doing in high school. They said that cat is playing at really as high level of basketball. He might be a one and done by the time he gets here. I mean, he's that good. So what Tad's doing and where he's got this thing, it's better than it's ever been, and, and uh, I'm just excited I get to sit along and, and be along for the ride and get the chronicle what's going on. So, yeah, the, the, the fact that he identified Colorado as his dream job, he got it, and he has been true to that ever since, despite the fact that he's his suitors coming in and, and trying to take him away, I think speaks volumes about him. And, and, and can I, let me tell one more story about Sure, him. go ahead. The, the integrity. Here, here's one. Do you remember the kid, and I'm, I'm not going to come up with his name, when South Dakota State had that kid a couple of months, it was a Mike Dam. I, um, was an outstanding player for yeah, them. Yes, okay, I remember. Yeah, big, yeah. big post player for them. Yeah, I think it was uh, Mike Damp, D-A-H-M, I think. When he came in here uh, and, and put on a heck of a performance against Colorado, and the transfer portal was becoming a thing at that point in time, uh, there were coaches, and still are coaches to this day around the country, they're, they're making phone calls, trying to steal guys all the time. So the game is over. And, and by the way, there, there are there – are, in a handshake lines right now, there are comments being made from coaches to players and players to coaches after game. Basically, when a game's over, they walk by and go, hey, uh, end of the season, give me a call, kind of thing. Those things are happening. So they finish that game. Colorado wins. Dam has a, a heck of a game against the Buffaloes. He had like 28 or 29 points, like 15 rebounds or something. And they're passing each other. And there have been a lot of rumors about everyone in the country coming and trying to draw Mike down to their program. Tad Boyle stops Mike Dam in the, in, the, in the handshake line and says, hey, congratulations, you're a phenomenal player. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you decide to go to the NBA, fantastic, good for you. If you decide you're going to play one year of college basketball, do me a favor. Don't transfer. Stay with this program. The fans of your program deserve to see you finish your career. I want you to think about that for a second. Wow. Tad's going to put a bug in his ear. Right? The kid was a regional guy. Remember, he was from Nebraska. was a regional guy. Probably could have drawn him to Colorado and instead said, no, 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 you stay where you're at. Those fans deserve it. You deserve to finish your career there. And, and 
and I think that that's a great story that kind of speaks to Tad Boyle's integrity. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, yeah, it, that's that, that that's class. It's like it's like Kale McCarr, you know, say no, no, don't call the penalty. It's say exactly you know, that's right. it's integrity that I, I you just have to respect and. I love the fact that the Tad thanked his mom last night, goes to every you know home game and 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 thanked the people. He mentioned Mike Rohn, his longtime assistant, but the, the people that had been with him in in the, in the you know the office uh, end of things, you know, had been with him since day one. He acknowledged those folks. I, I just thought, just what a classy guy, and and you know, it, it does show that good guys you know can finish first. Good guys can be successful at what they do, and I think Tad is a a classic example of that. I don't know if you had a chance to watch his post game press conference last night. Did you see that? I, I just saw the the, the clip of, of him te- speaking to the crowd afterwards. Okay. Well, well, here I'll give you another one. So you know how at times Philip Lindsay did it a few years ago when he had a great uh, running or rushing game. He brought the entire offensive line in. They sat at the table with him. Well, well last night Tad's post game press conference. He's got Marge Marcy, his assistant, uh, who, who sits at the front desk and he walks into basketball. He's got Mike Roan. He's got. I'm trying to remember who else was all there. I think Bill Carton, who's uh, the guy, the video guy that handles all that, works with all the travel. Um, he had, I think, Steve Englehart, the, the strength coach. So just like you've seen running backs do that or quarterbacks, Tad brought all that staff in, and they sat at the head table while he was doing his press conference last night. Very cool. Yep. It's classy. And uh, Buff's playing really well right now. They won four straight. Tristan De Silva has oh. been absolutely fantastic uh, during this recent stretch. And, and there's an aggressiveness about him. You know, and this is the thing. Tristan has always been one of those players um, that, that kind of puzzled fans, I think, because he'd have a nice game, but he is so smooth and graceful. And kind of, You know, they're athletes. I was never a graceful athlete. You know, I kind of looked like I was a stumbling drunk when I was playing basketball. He's one of those graceful athletes that just looks good and everything looks real easy when he does it. And that, that kind of belied always, I, I think, how good he was because people would see him do something and say, and I'm not sure he's really trying real hard. He's working real hard. He's got a great deal of intensity. Tanner's really talked to him this season about being more aggressive. Now, when Jabari Walker went to the NBA last year, he kind of said to Tristan, okay, you have to now, you're not deferring anybody. You've got to be the guy. And in the last probably five or six games, he has been unbelievably aggressive. He's been uh, forceful on the court. Uh, done things in that typical graceful fashion, but also has, has done a few, got a couple of brute moves out there. He's got up and dunked on people. So, yeah, he's really developing, and, and I think he could be a special player, not only this year, and I hope he comes back for another year because he's really good. Uh, but but at six foot nine, almost six foot ten, the way he handles the ball, the way he shoots it. I mean, he's a three tier player. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid range jumper. He can he can post up. He can put it on the ground. I mean, he's got the whole package out there, and he's brilliant. Uh, his his basketball IQ is off the charts as well. So yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch. And and when he's playing like that, and it, KJ Simpson obviously is a dominant NBA type player as well. When those two guys, they both went for over twenty last night. When they're playing like that. And then the supporting cast is doing what it's supposed to do. And at last night, they were very shorthanded, by the way. But uh, when the rest of that, that supporting cast is doing their job, they, they, they're a very tough team to beat. Voice Scout of Buffalo is Mark Johnson with us on the Team Sports Network. We go from the workmanlike efforts of Tad Boyle and the Colorado Buffalo's basketball team to the flash, the sizzle of Coach Prime and uh, National uh, Early Signing Day yesterday, where the biggest get was a guy that Coach Prime had already got a year ago, and that's Travis Hunter cornerback wide receiver that made it official went to the portal transferred to Colorado so the top player coming out of the high school ranks a year ago top player in the portal this year is coming to the Colorado Buffaloes well and he is a 
mean, he is he is really, really special. And, you know, he's from Georgia originally, and I think there was some concern yesterday. I know the Georgia Bulldogs really put a lot of pressure on him yesterday. And, and I don't know if there was ever any real question of who's coming to Colorado, but there certainly was perceived question out there uh, throughout social media. But, yeah, landing him, I think, is is uh, paramount uh, to what he's trying to do this upcoming season because there's a guy that goes both ways. He, he may be the best corner in college football, and he might be the best receiver in college football, too. I mean, he's that kind of athlete. So, yeah, getting a guy like that certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, you know, they, they went after some other guys. There's, there's also a very, very good corner out there right now that, that apparently is uh, strongly considering the Buffaloes. And so if they're able to land him, uh, you could maybe have the top two corners uh, coming out of high school the last two years playing in the corners for the Buffaloes. So we'll have to wait and see if, if that goes down. But, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty impressed with the fact that Travis Hunter is on his way to becoming a Buffalo. And, you know, also kind of like Hunter, but even less of a foregone conclusion, unless he's upset that the Coach Prime did not have him rated as his top child, because Coach Prime likes to do that with his kids. Uh, Shadur Sanders, quarterback from Jackson State, uh, made it official. He's transferring as well. And, I mean, there was a little little doubt about that when, when, when Deion Sanders says, he introduces your new quarterback, your new QB1, that uh, Shadur was going to be coming to Boulder with uh, Coach Prime. Yeah, that one, uh, it was, that was about a surprise that happened as the sun coming up this morning, right? Nobody right. Well knew it was going to happen, but, but still, you know, if, if you watch that Celebration Bowl, uh, and that was the first time I really watched, you know, some real highlights to see what he was all about. Now, obviously, the athletic, uh, you know, apple didn't far fall from the, the tree there in that set of circumstances because he is a special athlete himself, and I loved watching him and then when I watched for a guy like that and, and didn't know their offensive system obviously because first time I've ever really sat down to watch Jackson State. But, you know, the way he handled himself, he had pocket feel, he's got good feet, he's got a very nice soft arm, can throw the deep ball, he obviously can run as athletic as he is. So those are the things I was watching for to see what he was doing within that system. Did did he go through his progressions and those kind of things? And I saw all of that. I mean he looks like he can be, if you put some real talent around him, a very special quarterback. And listen, I don't need to tell you or Bus fans anywhere, we've been looking for somebody to play that position at a high level for a long, long time. And uh, so, yeah, I think he's, he's a very welcome, even though he didn't surprise anybody that he became a Buffalo, very welcome addition. Well, and they made some, some additional uh, noise yesterday with four-star receiver uh, from Thomas County Central High School in Georgia, uh, Adam Hopkins. Uh, so he'll be joining... Hunter, as far as that wide receiver core, I mean, along with Dylan Edwards, who flipped his commitment from Notre Dame, he was Kansas uh, Player of the Year, the running back that flipped his commitment from Kansas State to Notre Dame and then flipped it to Colorado. You know, a lot of you know, three, four star guys. Mark, you know, a lot of talent coming into Boulder with this signing class. Yeah, pretty impressive. I mean, and I think that kind of shows you the power of of what you know Coach Prime is all about. I mean, that that star power that he brings when you're able to make those kind of phone calls and you can make those kind of flips. Um, you know, the, the Dylan Edwards one was really, I think, really interesting. Um, you know, he was strongly committed to Notre Dame. Uh, you mentioned Adam Hopkins. He was strongly committed, as I understood, to Auburn. And so for him to go in, and if you're watching social media, apparently there were a lot of phone calls made to a lot of guys around the country and, and trying to make that argument uh, that, you know, hey, I know you're committed there, but you need to take a look over to this side. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive what he's done here so far. And I, I don't know where – I haven't looked to see where this class is ranked at this point in time. They've what, signed 25 guys, uh, 14, I think, high school, and, and 9 or 10 from the transfer portal and a couple of jukes at this point. I'm not sure where, where they've, they've 
laid this class in terms of the rankings out there for whatever that's worth, but it, it's an impressive-looking class, and there's obviously a great deal of talent, and uh, it's not done, because keep in mind, the way college football is set up now, you've got this early signing day in December, you've got the traditional signing day in February, so this is going to continue. And a lot of guys we've learned here in recent years, what they do, I think they kind of get a little, little, little addicted to the, the attention, so they don't sign on the first day, they want to kind of wait and see, and then once a lot of guys sign, now, now if they're Let's say they're the ninth-ranked player at their position in the country. All of a sudden, the top eight side, all of a sudden, now you've really become special. So now you get re-recruited now a second time up until we get to the uh, February signing day. And so uh, this thing doesn't end now. There's about another month and a half uh, left to go in this whole process. Yeah, Post is saying Buff's class is ranked 29th nationally is right. what uh, the number that, that, that I'm seeing from them. Yeah. And, and one of the guys, look, I, just, I love the name. Don't know how much I'll ever play. And we'll ask you if he's related. Victory Johnson, linebacker that they've uh, brought in. Any relation to Victory? He's got a brother, I think. He, he was named Victory, and the brother was, oh, goodness, I can't remember now. I saw it just the other day. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, no no relation. Okay. And, and he's had much more success than I already have. So so uh, he's just got a great name. I'm just looking forward to calling the games with names like that, right? Yeah, no kidding. Like Victory Johnson, um, you know, Mr. Williams being on the buffs. You know, those kind of names are always fun to kind of play, play around with when you're, when you're doing play-by-play. So, yeah, it has a heck of a handle. I'm pretty sure he's got a brother. It's kind of like Champ and Boss Bailey. Right. All right, uh, Victory's got a brother, and I can't remember what. I want to say celebration, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> Triumph. I don't Triumph, success. <laughs> I, I can't remember, but it's something along those lines. And so it's kind of a unique name like that. All right, one final thing today, Mark. Right. Your favorite Christmas gift, sports-related, you've ever received. I mean, go back to childhood. Sports-related Christmas gift. Oh, man, Jim, you're putting me on a spot here right now. I know I, it's early in the morning. You know, the, only, the only reason I remember your name is because when you guys call me, you say you'll be on with Jim in a couple of minutes. You know, I don't remember much for very long. <laughs> so, um, favorite sports-related Christmas gift. My wife's sitting in the room here. Did you ever give me something from a sports standpoint you can tell me? <laughs> no, she said, yeah, but you didn't like it. So I'm not sure you're Whoa, okay. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, like, like for example, I I mentioned I, when I was a kid, yeah. I got an Otis Armstrong jersey. Uh, it was number twenty four back in the day. Handheld Mattel electronic football game and had a basketball game. Yeah. And then I got uh, the old school electric football game with the Broncos and the Seahawks. Nice. So those were some of my favorite ones. You just reminded me of one. So I'm, I'm going to give you two because two of them come to mind right now. She okay. did get me uh, back when we first got married. Uh, so way back in the early nineteen nineties. She got me a, a Chicago Black Sox throwback jersey back in the day. And I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, that was kind of a neat one. So I had a Black Sox jersey. And then, do you remember the little electronic football game that just had, it was handheld, and it just had the little dots in it? Yes, that's the one I was for. Yeah, the Mattel one. Yeah, I, I, still, yeah. I still have one of those. My wife, I had one when I was like in junior high. Right. And then you know, over the years, you, you lose stuff. Yeah. And my wife, oh, several years ago, bought me one. Because they, they, they brought them back, and so she bought me one. I still have one, and occasionally I go on, on the road to call a game. If I'm traveling and I can just kick back, I, occasionally I, I should be reading, but I'll play my electric football game for a little bit. It's, it's the, when, you, when you compare it to anything of today, and, yes. and it's only cool because of the nostalgia, it's the lamest game in the history of the world. <laughs> yes. Some little dots, and you just run one of them through the other dots <laughs> trying not to get tackled. But and remember, the, the screen on it had a little stadium. Uh, yes. Remember, you'd look at it. And, yeah. Yeah, and so it was a little stadium you were running your guy through. So that was really cool. I remember that when I, as a kid, I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11 years old when I got that and thought it was the coolest 
thing ever. So there, there's at least two for you that I can think of. I'll yeah, I have the Mattel basketball one too that you can pick man or zone to go up yep. against. Yeah, it's it, they're, they're so lame, but yeah, they're, they're so fun. You had something, Buckeye. You were... uh, yes, Victory Johnson's brother, Champion Johnson. Champion. There you go. Yes, I knew it was something like that. So Victory and Champion. Boy, there's a little bit of a little bit of uh, pressure when you get put names like you know, kind of like Champ and Boss Bailey. I always thought there's pressure that comes with names like that. You feel like one's really destined for the highest heights, and right. the other one is going to be pretty good. You have Champion. <laughs> And just victory. Kind of like Champ and Boss. I mean, Boss yeah. was okay, but, but, but Champ. Champ is Champ's a Hall of Famer. Can't be better yeah. than Champ. No kidding. What if you got a name like Victory or, or even, you know, Champion? Okay, you're Champ. And you end up and you're just a total failure in life. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's a lot of baggage to carry. Oh, man. You know, you're living in a van down by the river and you introduce yourself as, as Champion Johnson. People go, well, that didn't quite work out. Oh, either. really? I hope they have a sister named Parade. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. There were a couple of guys when I was coming up uh, playing high school sports in North Dakota. There were a couple of guys named Pride and Loyal, and I always thought that was kind of cool. Those Pride were and names. Loyal. Wow. Yeah. Pride and Loyal. Uh, Cargin, I think, was their last name, as I recall. But, but uh, I always thought, you know, there's a little bit of expectation that comes with that as well, right? You better be a relatively virtuous human being if you're named Pride and Loyal. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to live up to. I think so, yeah. Yeah, See, it- Jim and Mark and Buckeye Boy, those are much easier names to you know yeah. kind of live to. Expectations are extremely low. Very well at least, managed. At least in the case of my, yeah. myself, anyway. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put myself in that department. <laughs> hey, Mark, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. Always appreciate it, and and thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Merry Christmas, guys, to your listeners as well. See you. All right, take care, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, champion.